0: Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avoda Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantov table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome to our focus on Ramban for Parsha Shmini. We're going to talk about a couple of Ha'aras. This week's Parsha talks about the Mahalos Asuros, the forbidden foods, and of course that's a chok, but the Ramban gives a lot of flavor no pun intended, about these foods and about why we're allowed to eat certain things and not allowed to eat other things. So let's begin. So the first thing is the Torah starts off where the Mizbeach is being used and set out to be the place where the Jews will serve Hashem. And Moshe has to push Aaron, his brother, and be brought, bring him close because Aaron is reluctant to go. And there's a medrash that says that there was once a king who got married and he took his wonderful wife, but his wife was very shy and embarrassed. And her sister had to come and convince her, don't worry, he chose you because you're so humble, but now it's time to stand up and be a little bit more bold and go present yourself in front of the king. And so, so too, Moshe said to Aaron, you were chosen because of your humility, but now it's time to stand up and rise to the occasion. However, the uh, Torah's coin in the Medrash there brings down that Aaron saw them as beach, kitabnish shor. He saw it as if it was an ox and he was afraid of it. And then Moshe told him, don't be, don't be afraid. So the Ramban explains, and many of the Mefarshim explain that what's going on is that that Aaron was remembering the Maaseh Eagle, and that because it was considered his fault, so to speak, because he allowed the Jews to do it, there was a Kitzur against him, and he felt that perhaps Hashem would not accept him, and perhaps he would not be forgiven for this, and so therefore that's why he kept imagining this ox that was there that was stopping his appointment and stopping him from being able to fulfill his role. And Moshe told him, "Do not worry." I know what you're living with, you're thinking about your sins and trying to improve yourself. However, forget that eagle because Hashem already forgave you, and you're already forgiven, and go do your avoda. And Aaron stood up and rose to the occasion. I remember, Aaron's one that teaches us all about forgiving people, but when it came to himself, he held himself at a higher standard. But he did accept Moshe's um, words, and he did finally let go. But we see that sometimes our sins pull us down, not it's a very famous thing, that sometimes a satan comes before we do a sin. He comes to try to get us to sin. That's milfaneu beforehand. But then after we do it, he tells us, you're a loser, you're a horrible person, look at you. And he puts us in that state of depression and sadness where we're prone to do more sins. And that's milfaneu ume and afterwards as well. And so Aaron had to do his work to be able to get past that and say, everything that I did, I don't have to constantly see the eagle." standing in front of me, reminding me of my sins and that I'm a bad person, but I could you, I could get up from the floor and move forward in life. So too, we always need to, of course, apologize, take responsibility, but move forward and know that Hashem forgives us when we ask for forgiveness. And we could seek forgiveness from others, other humans that we've heard as well. Okay, in Perak Tes Pasach Chafbez, it says that Aaron lifted his hands and he blessed the nation. So Rashi says it was berachos Kohanim, Yerachah, Yair, and Yisab. However, the Ramban points out that Baruch wasn't invented yet, meaning that that comes up later in Parsha's Nassau. Um So he says, of course, you know, Rashi is based on Chazal, and there is reason to believe that this perhaps was uh, the Baruch um and that it wasn't necessarily commanded until later. However, the Ramban says that perhaps the Peshav shot is that he just spontaneously blessed the nation, just like we find by Shlomo HaMalech, that after he built the base of Migdash, he spontaneously blessed the nation just to give them good tidings. and. His proof for this is because the Torah doesn't say that Aaron blessed them like he was commanded, and Berchus Kornim is a command. Um, and yet, it just seems to be spontaneous. And again, we see that someone that's in Oyev Shalom, Rodev Shalom is always looking to bless people and to share good things with them. Moving on to Perak Yud Aleph, Pasuk uh, Ches, we talk about the um, kosher fish. So the Pasuk says that if you have Keshes, you have fins and scales, then you're a fish that could be eaten. And so Ramban explains that, of course, there's a chok, but there's a philosophical and physical explanation as well. He says that the fish that have fins and scales, they um, are always found at the higher uh, levels of the water, not at the depths of the ocean. And they actually benefit from the air outside, and they grow from the air and the sunlight, etc. And so they're more docile, and they're also more warm, so they're more compatible with humans that eat them health-wise. But he says the fish that lay at the bottom of the sea that don't have fins and scales, they're more aggressive and nasty fish, and they're more cold, literally, flooded, and they don't uh, jive well with humans. Um, and so again, you know, the Torah wants us to be peaceful, pleasant people, and the Torah wants us to be healthy people as well. And so this is a Tom that gives a little flavor to the mahalos asuros. And if we look a little further on when he talks about the birds, there the Ramban explains that when it comes to the birds, the ones that are prohibited are full, filled with achzarius, brazenness, and that's where they act. And the animals also, they are uh, the ones that uh, don't chew their cud and don't have split hooves. They attack. They're, they're predatory animals. And um, the Torah believes that you are what you eat. That's what Khazal believe. Torah teaches us this, it makes the flesh that you eat becomes part of your flesh and becomes part of you, and it has an impact on who you are. And the Ramban even brings down that he saw in a, uh, seems like a uh, medical book, textbook that they had back then, that if someone drinks the milk of a pig, if a baby drinks from it, then the child will end up developing saras and some type of malady. Uh, Whether that means the biblical saras or not, probably not, because it's like the Ramban himself says, it doesn't exist. We'll talk about that a little bit next week's But But um, So therefore, again, we see that there's segulos ros, that there's negative impacts uh, when one does ingest these foods. And again, we find by Moshe Rabenu that it's even a halacha that we learn from him, that he refused to drink the Egyptian milk that he was offered when he was a baby. And from here, we learn that a person should um, try as best as they can to drink Chalav milk. And Ryakov Kamenetsky says that, that no we don't say that well Moshe was a so it doesn't apply to us. We say that uh, a person needs to uh, aspire to be as great as they can. And I'm not getting involved with the um, you know, halakhic debate. Of course we all know that Moshe Feinstein and his Almidim and family members, um, you know, of Poskin that that uh, is not necessary because of Kosharis, certainly in America and many other countries. But the idea is just that a person should always aspire and be careful what he eats. I one time had an incident in Yeshiva where uh, a dear friend of mine uh, cooked dinner for all of us, and it was a very, very delicious dish. And someone discovered a bug in the dish, and there had been some mushrooms that were used. And the can was, in fact, uh, worm infested, unfortunately, and just for whatever reason, it was overlooked and it wasn't checked properly. And at that moment, I watched two reactions in the, in the dining room, and someone said, Oh my gosh, I think there's a bug. There might be a problem. I watched some people that started to wolf down their food as fast as possible. <laughs> as if to say, quick, let me get this down before we establish that there's a bug problem. And some people that just pulled away and said, OK, wait a minute. And so, <clears throat> of course, I'm not judging them and I'm not going to tell you which camp I was in because it doesn't matter. Uh, I would hope that now I would be in the camp of people that stop. And so I asked one of the people there who pushed his hand away after we later found the can and confirmed that there were indeed worms in there and and uh, asked the Shiloh and had to throw out the entire dish and weren't allowed to eat it. Um, I asked him, how did you stop yourself so quickly? Like, it was a really delicious dish, and, you know, ha- wh- wh- where did that come from? And he told me, someone just announced that it might be poison in the food. So I'm going to keep eating? That's how we looked at the mitzvahs. The Torah, of course, of holds that if you accidentally eat something that's not kosher, it won't be bentamte Tam your lave because you did your hishtalus. But nonetheless, we definitely want to make sure that we only bring in pure things into our body and keep ourselves as pure as we possibly can. Hashem should help us that... The things we eat should teach us the lessons and teach us lessons to be kind, gentle, giving, generous, loving people, and should increase our bodhis Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content, and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.